Hello and welcome to Shitty Movie Reviews. My name is Brooke and today we are going to talk about Joker. You might be thinking, dude, didn't the Joker come out like two years ago? And to that I might say, yes. And I haven't seen it until yesterday. So, just before we begin, there is a spoiler warning on this. I will be going kind of in-depth into the plot. So, if you want to go watch it, go ahead and do that now before you listen to this. This movie is about Arthur Fleck. He is a mentally ill man who is a clown by day and takes care of his mother by night. The movie starts with Arthur just being a funky little dude, a funky little clown guy, clowning about on the street, spinning some signs, and suddenly these stupid teenagers come by and steal his sign. He chases these boys to an alleyway where one slams him over the face with a sign and he falls over and they beat the hell out of him and leave him sobbing on the ground next to his broken sign. So he goes into his place of work where it's just a bunch of clowns. His co-workers are talking to him and one of them's like, yo, dude, I heard that you got beat up. Here is a gun. Now, um, when I saw this, I was like, it's probably not a great idea to give a mentally ill man such as Arthur Fleck a gun. But regardless, I'll let it slide for plot reasons. So he goes back to his apartment and while he's riding the elevator up, he meets his love interest who has a child. The child is not important to this. And I did a little Google search earlier while writing the script for this podcast, and apparently her name is Sophie. I did not know that. I don't think it's ever mentioned. So the next day, he is at work at a children's hospital, and he's just doing some fun little dances for these children who are having the time of their life with this clown in their hospital room. And he's just jamming out, and all of a sudden, a gun falls out of his uniform. This was the most awkward scene I have ever seen. Like, as soon as the gun falls out, everyone just, like, stills. And he, like, scrambles to, like, grab the gun and hide it. And he looks at this child and is, like, shh, with his, like, finger over his mouth. It made me very uncomfortable to have to watch that because that was, like, a three-minute scene of just him trying to grab the gun. I think. I don't know. The movie seemed a lot longer than it needed to be. Okay, so he's going home, right? I'm pretty sure he just got fired at this point, which would make sense because he brought a gun into a children's hospital. And he's on the subway and these rich business dudes are making fun of this woman. And he starts laughing uncontrollably. Well, what I didn't tell you folks is that he has a mental illness in which he laughs uncontrollably. And so these people are like, yo, dude, are you laughing at us? What are you laughing about, you clown? He can't respond to them because he's laughing so hard. So they start beating him up. Well, guess what, folks? He has the gun, so he shoots all of them. It was a great... No, it was horrible. I hated it. I hated it. I don't know. It felt a little bit too drawn out for a death scene. But that's just my opinion. I didn't want to see these assholes getting shot up. Whatever. Anyway... He gets his first stand-up act in the movie. I don't know if it's his first one overall, but he goes up on stage and he is laughing uncontrollably like he does. And he barely gets out his jokes and the audience is very uncomfortable with it. His favorite show, The Murray Franklin Show, finds a clip of him trying to do his comedy act and they decide to broadcast it on live TV. 
Great. So everyone's making fun of this man at this point. He doesn't know that yet. He hasn't seen the broadcast. And you know what? That might not show up until a lot later in the movie. I don't remember. So he is back in his apartment and he finds a letter that his mother wants to send to someone. He reads the letter and apparently it's about him being an illegitimate child. The thing is, I didn't get to see the letter. Like, I'm sure it was on screen or whatever. Maybe I just didn't read it. But I didn't know it was about him being an illegitimate child. I didn't find that out to a little bit later. Well, anyway, he gets super mad about this letter, right? And he's like screaming at his mom and his mom is running into her bedroom and locking the door being like, no, 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 I don't trust you while you're being angry like this. I'm sure that's exactly what she said. Let yourself calm down first and let me explain. So she explains Arthur is actually an illegitimate child of Daddy Wayne. I don't remember his name. It's Bruce Wayne's dad. It's Bruce Wayne's dad. Um, I guess they had an affair when she used to work for him, which is exactly why she thinks the whole movie, he will come and save them from poverty. Arthur decides to go to the Wayne Manor. He's at the like gate because they're rich and get to have a gate. And he sees little Brucey. Little Bruce Wayne is a child in this movie. Arthur does a little clown show for him, gives him a bouquet of flowers. And then, okay, the entire time, neither of them say a word, this entire scene. It's so upsetting to me. None of, none of them speak. He's just doing a little dance and he hands him a bouquet. And then he sticks his fingers in this child's mouth and forces him to smile. They don't speak this entire time. Well then anyway, this child gets saved by Jeeves, the butler. Is that even, is that even the Batman butler? I don't know, I'm not looking it up. Anyway, and Jeeves comes and saves the kid. How old is this guy? Cause in this movie, he's probably about 50s. In the Batman movies, Batman is, I'd say, in his 30s to 40s. I don't know. I've never seen them. So how old is Jeeves? Is Jeeves, like, 80s? Is Jeeves, like, in his 80s butlering for Batman? Well, anyway, Jeeves tells Arthur that his mother never had an affair with Daddy Wayne. That was impossible. She made it all up in her head. Actually, huge plot twist, guys. Arthur is adopted. So he's like, no, I'm not. How can this be? Jeeves is like, bro, she was admitted into an asylum. So he's like, okay, I'll go to the asylum. So he goes to this asylum where Arthur needs to be. Like he needs to be in this asylum, not just visiting the asylum, but whatever. He chats with the desk assistant who like brings out these documents of his mother. He's like, well, you can't take them because I don't have your mother's signature. So he just sucker punches the guy through the glass or whatever and steals the documents. Within these documents, he finds out that he's adopted, like Jeeves said. And his mother's ex-boyfriend, like, tied him up to a radiator and, like, physically abused him, which is probably where his mental illness comes from. At some point in this, there's, like, police trying to ask him about the murders that I mentioned earlier. But, like, he always gets out of the police questioning somehow. I don't believe it, but whatever. Well, dear old mummy has a stroke and she has to go to the hospital. She's just chilling in her hospital room, 
And then Arthur suffocates her with a pillow, which is very sad because the mother was my favorite character. Do we remember the girl from earlier? I don't remember her name and I'm not going to look again. Well, during the previous scenes, there have been interludes of him and her hanging out and like dating and stuff. Well, right after he kills Mummy Dearest, he goes to this girl's apartment and shocker, shocker, she doesn't know who he is. So all of these scenes of them dating and stuff, he completely fabricated in his mind. The way we find this out is he is sitting in her apartment. She comes in and is like, who are you? Why are you here? Leave. I have a child here, like asleep. I don't know why you would tell that man, but whatever. And then there's a bunch of flashbacks of their dates, but it's only him. So like any good person after a breakup or whatever that is, he goes home to dye his hair bright green and he puts on a little bit of clown makeup like one does after they get broken up with. And his co-workers come to visit him. I don't remember the co-workers' names. They're just trying to talk with him and all of a sudden he violently kills one of them bashes his head repeatedly into the wall. And then the other guy is like freaked out about it. Like he's like, bro, I don't want you to kill me. But Arthur is like, oh no, honey, you were like the sweetest person to me. So he gives him a little forehead kiss and lets him out the door. Do we remember the stand-up set from earlier? You know, the one that was broadcast on Arthur's favorite show. Guess what? The Murray Franklin show invites him onto the show. What? Because he sucked so badly, he gets to be on his favorite show. Yay. So he has a whole scene of where he meets his hero, basically. I mean, that's who Murray Franklin is to him. He gets to meet his hero. And I don't know, the scene wasn't really important. But anyway, the guy tells him, bro, this show is clean. No, like, violence or like we can't make it dirty. Arthur's like yeah yeah whatever okay. The show starts and he waltzes on stage and non-consensually kisses this random old woman that's there and he sits down and starts talking with Murray Franklin and out of nowhere he confesses to the murder from earlier. Not the co-worker one, the one where he shot like three or four people. And Murray Franklin is like bro are you serious about this? Like, are you legitimately confessing to this murder on live TV? And Arthur is like, yes, I am. And he makes a little funky joke. And the punchline is shooting Murray Franklin on live TV. He kills a man. And then he gets like all up in the camera's face and is like, I'm mentally ill or something like that. I don't remember. So the police come and try to take him and he's driving along on the streets of the city when all of a sudden an ambulance comes and crashes into the police vehicle. I guess now there's a bunch of riots of people in clown masks. You know why? Because their hero is now Arthur. They don't know that, but their hero is the man who shot all those people on the subway. And that is ha that happens to be Arthur. He gets a huge following because he shot some people. I get it, he's not supposed to be a good guy, but this movie is ridiculous. 
Well, he gets to like stand on a cop car for a little bit and pose around while everyone's like, woo, 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 Arthur, you're my hero because you're a clown and you killed people. And then I, I don't remember how it happens. He gets into an asylum and that's just how the movie ends, I think. Or you know what? I could have just blacked out from boredom or how stupid this movie is. Okay, so... This movie is obviously from the perspective of a mentally ill man. So that makes Arthur Fleck a huge unreliable narrator. So how much of this movie can we really trust? We know for a fact that his girlfriend did not exist. Well, she existed, but not in the way that he saw her and she never dated him. Okay, but like, I don't know. I haven't watched any like theory videos on YouTube or anything yet because I wanted this podcast to be like an accurate representation of my thoughts. So what I refuse to believe happened is pretty much the whole movie. I I genuinely believe that he just he's just in the asylum at the end the entire time because I'm pretty sure it's the same therapist because he went to a therapist earlier in the movie I'm pretty sure it's the same therapist from earlier in the movie even if even if this movie happened in the movie verse I don't think he killed his co-worker because he was so gruesome and the other co-worker would have notified the police I believe that I don't think he killed his mother without getting caught. He was in a hospital room. Like, you could hear, like, pitter-patter of feet in the background while he killed his mother. There's no way that he did not get caught while killing his mother. And I don't believe that he got to be on the Marie Franklin show for a second. Like, even if it was just to make fun of how bad his stand-up comedy routine is, I don't think he would have been able to get on the show. Like, I feel like that was just one of his hopes and dreams that he could be on that show. And I don't think that the whole cult following of his clown persona ever happened. I don't think that like a ton of people decided to dress up in clown masks and like riot in the city because he killed some people. I think that's just too unrealistic. I cannot imagine someone murdering people and suddenly getting a huge cult following, causing people to like riot and murder. Like that's just some dark DC bullshit. Do I just not know the point of this movie? Like, is that the point? Is the point that people wouldn't do that? Is the point that this movie is from an unreliable narrator and none of this happened? I don't know. Okay, okay, okay. I'm not a hater of dark movies. There was some stuff in this movie that I liked. Like, I liked the mom. I think the actress did such a good job with the mom character. I, she was well acted. She seemed like a bad parental figure in Arthur's life. And it makes sense to how he came to this place. I think the receptionist at the asylum did pretty good. I don't know why I think that. He was like my favorite character in the film. I think the soundtrack was pretty great. There were, there were some bangers and I think it fit the movie really well. The cinematography was pretty good. I think that like some of the shots were just really pretty and well executed and they'd be nice wallpapers on a computer, you know? Joaquin Phoenix, that man can act. He acted the hell out of this movie. He was 
so good. Like, I might not have terribly enjoyed this movie, but he did fantastic. Like, he knocked it out of the park. Like, the laughing bits, he seemed like he couldn't control it. Like, you could see the downhill spiral as it went on. He did fantastic. And I and, and I can respect that. But I didn't like a lot of things about this movie. And it wasn't his fault. Like, he, he was given a script and he did so great with it. But first of all, the movie was so slow. Like, there were just a ton of scenes of... Arthur just like dancing around. One or two of those is fine. I don't know why it had to be in like slow-mo, but it just bored the hell out of me. If we cut out like all of the slow bits, this movie could have been like an hour and a half easy, if not less. It's just, it's just all the slow pans and just all the dancing scenes and they just really got to me and don't get me wrong I'm a fan of like slow paced movies like I loved Kajillionaire and that is like the slowest paced movie you could possibly get it just really bothered me in this movie um I didn't like the therapist character she just was awful I don't think she had any sympathy in her I didn't like the jokes about one of Arthur's co-workers he has dwarfism and there were just a ton of jokes directed at him and I really didn't appreciate that. I'm just because I don't think it's okay to make fun of that kind of thing. I didn't mention this earlier, but Bruce's parents die in this movie and I didn't like how that happened. It wasn't Arthur that killed Bruce's parents. It was one of Arthur's clown followers that just like randomly decided to shoot Bruce's parents right in front of his little face. I didn't like that. I think it would have been cool if it was actually Arthur that did it, but it wasn't. And that just really bothered me because like, wouldn't Bruce be really angry about this one person rather than Arthur? I don't know. That's an arbitrary thing to be angry about, but it is the hill that I will die on. I didn't like the clown uprising thing. Like, I just thought it was really stupid. I didn't like the treatment of Arthur's mental illness. Like, I think in general, movies tend to villainify mental illness. Like, I I can't remember too many that treat mental illness in a better light rather than trying to, like, vilify the character that has the mental illness. The, the biggest example I can think of is schizophrenia because a lot of movies tend to make schizophrenic people out to be the villains of that movie. And I don't think that's okay because schizophrenic people, people with mental illnesses in general, they are not bad people. And I don't like the fact that a lot of the media tends to portray them that way. Even when the characters in the movie, they would just be the worst people for Arthur's mental illness. Like, the people on the bus beating him up because he was laughing uncontrollably. Like, I get it. Like, it's kind of a weird thing, I guess. People, like, uncontrollably laughing. But I don't think it's something to beat someone up for. And I can't believe, like, so many of the characters in the movie just, like, were constantly mean about it. Like, just mean to him. 
And it's not even like the characters in the movie. Like the movie portrays Arthur as the villain because he has this mental illness. It's almost as if the movie is saying Arthur has this mental illness and that is why he killed all those people and that is why he is like the way he is today. That is why he turned into the Joker. And I don't think that's okay. Just genuinely, that's just not a good stance for your movie to have. So, did I like this movie? No. I didn't hate it. It was fine. I'm never going to rewatch it again. So I can just forget about it, except for the fact that I made a podcast episode about it. It's probably a 2 out of 10 for me. No, actually, no, I'm knocking one off. It's a 1 out of 10 because of the whole mental illness bullshit. I don't understand how this movie could be the Joker origin. Because of all the unreliable narrator stuff and how it doesn't seem like in this movie anything really happened, I don't see how they could have marketed it as a Joker origin story. I don't think from this movie's universe, Arthur Fletch becomes the Joker and fights Batman because like, I don't think any of it happened. So can you really say this is the Joker's origin story? I I refuse to believe it. Also, can Hollywood stop with the stupid dark origin stories? Like, what is the deal? Can we not just take it at face value that these characters decided to become villains? I haven't watched Cruella yet. I might. I might one day watch Cruella. But like, from what I've heard, it's really dark. Like, why did she need a dark backstory? Why does the Joker need a dark backstory? I'm saying this, but I'll probably really like Cruella. Whatever. Well, that's it for today's episode. If you liked it, consider subscribing to this podcast. If you have a movie you'd like me to review, you can find me on Twitter at Shitty Podcast. Again, on Twitter at Shitty Podcast. Thank y'all for listening. Bye-bye.